We're glad you joined us today. We know the road may feel isolating, but we are here to go along this journey with you and love the call to action. Rock Up Buttercup is a podcast hosted by Deployed Love. We're going to join together and chat about all things military life. So you know the drill. Rock Up Buttercup. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Rock Up Buttercup. We are back with another episode, and this one's kind of a mixture between an interview and a girl chat. We have some extra girls here to talk with us, and we're really excited that they wanted to join us. Um, if you didn't catch last month's um, last episode, we had Davidson on, who was a little child who had written a book when he was in kindergarten. He's now 11, but it was a really exciting and nice interview with him and his dad, so make sure you go back and watch that. But today, we have some new guests on here. You want to introduce them, Ashley? Yeah, so anticipation of Friday, which is Military Spouse Appreciation Day, um, we thought it would be really fun to get together with some other fellow spouses that are in the military at some point. So whether it's their husband, their kids, or whatever it is. So we have uh, three special guests with us today. We have Debbie, who is coming in as our Marine guest. We have Julie, who's coming in as our Navy guest. And then we have Elizabeth, who is our Air Force guest. And we're really excited to have you guys in and to kind of see the different aspects of each branch um, that we have today. So we're going to go ahead and take a moment and have you guys introduce your guys' self and tell us a little bit about yourself, your name, the branch, how many years you've been a military spouse. And where you've been stationed and your favorite thing about being a military spouse. Let's go ahead and start with Julie. All right. Hi, my name is Julie. My husband is in the Navy um, and he just hit three years this past February. But my father also served. Uh, He was both in the Marine Corps and the Army. And he served a total of 22 years. Uh, So I grew up in it, moved around a bunch. I won't sit here and list everywhere I've lived because that would take forever. But just being married to my husband, uh, we've lived in Illinois, in Virginia, and now we're currently in San Diego. My favorite thing about being a military spouse, probably just the opportunity to move to so many places and visit things and kind of get out of your comfort zone and try new things that you necessarily wouldn't have if you would have just stayed home. Yeah, that's great. We, um, if you've listened to our podcast before, I myself have also grew up military. So listing all the places you live and how many times can definitely be a daunting task. Let's go ahead and move on to Debbie. Yes. Hi, my name is Debbie Golden. I've been in the, actually a spouse in the military. I've been Marines. My husband was in the Marines for seven years. It's been quite a few years back. And my son was also in the Marines. He was in the Marines for three years. And then he retired from the Army just a few years back. So I've been part of the military somehow between my, my husband, my son, and also my daughter married an Army guy. So now I have a son-in-law who's in the Army. So we've been part of the military for most of my um, young life. And what else did you ask me? Where have you been stationed? And what is your, what was your favorite thing about being a military spouse? Okay. Uh, We were stationed at Camp Lejeune, North Carolina, a lovely place. And we stayed there for three years. And then we went to Huntsville, Alabama at the Redstone Arsenal, where my husband was an instructor there. 
my son, whenever he went in the Marines, we, he was in 29 Palms, California. And so uh, I got to visit there also. The thing I liked the most about the military, I liked the moving around. My husband didn't particularly care for it, but I liked different places. I liked to go different places and see different things. And that's why it's so great about my uh, kids being in the military. Of course, they don't think that either. But I get to go visit them at different places whenever they get to a new duty station. So I get to visit all of them. And I got to visit Germany when my son was in Germany. So that's the greatest thing I liked about it. Yeah, I totally agree. I know that I love getting to visit all the different places. And I know if I hadn't married into the military, it would never have happened. I would have been in the same places that I grew up and probably stayed there. So it's been an awesome experience. And I got to meet so many people that just never would have been part of my life if we hadn't done it. So, And finally, Elizabeth. Hello. So I've been with my husband for, we've been married for about five years now. He's in the Air Force. We are currently stationed south of Baltimore, Maryland at Fort Meade. I was actually previously married to a Marine for about 10 years. So that was different. It's very interesting to see the differences between the two branches. I grew up in the military family. My dad served about 23 years and retired um, in Florida after getting out. Gosh, I've been stationed at probably different places. In the Marine Corps, I was stationed in Hawaii with my ex-husband, along with North Carolina and Virginia. And then with my current husband, we are, we're stationed in Virginia. And then we actually PCS this summer to Shaw Air Force Base in South Carolina. So that's going to be, we're, we're happy to go back down South. We're Southern people. <laughs> and then the one thing that I like about being mil- a military spouse is getting to meet different people from different backgrounds and kind of branching out and rediscovering who you are. And each time you move, you kind of grow as a person each time you PCS to different locations. So it's going to be interesting here soon. You know, I was actually in a networking call just yesterday. And that was one of the things they discussed is you have that opportunity to like remake yourself every time you move. So if there's something that wasn't working well, well for you at the last place you were living, you can kind of just be like, this is the new person who I want to be. This is the kind of people I want to surround myself with. And you have that portability of also being able to cut off relationships simply because you're moving and because they're not good for you. And you have that ability to just be like, okay, well, I'm not going to be here. So now I don't have to have this, this relationship that's not working for me. So I think that's, oh, yeah. yeah, it's, it's definitely nice to be able to reinvent yourself and have a new house. I know that we're kind of <laughs> hitting our four year mark in my current house and I'm like, oh, it's time to move. But my, my husband's out of the military now, so we're kind of here. <laughs> so this is where we are. <laughs> Thank you guys for coming on, and we were really glad to, that you guys agreed to join us today. And it's kind of nice to see some of the faces that have followed not only Ruck Up Buttercup as our podcast, but also it's deployed love, seeing some people that are kind of involved with us. So it's nice to get to know a little bit of your faces. We also kind of mentioned that we're going to do a game show, so we're going to kind of move into that section. We have a few questions. So what we're going to have you guys do is mute yourselves on here. And then that way you guys are going to use little icons. So whoever puts their thumb up first, will get to try to answer the question first. If you don't get it right, we'll move on to the next person for an opportunity too. As well as since we did tell you, you guys will get something from us for just joining us. We're also going to have a gift for the person who gets the most points. The first question is, do you know the birthday of your branch? 
So I have a funny thing, if no one knows this, because I know the, so we're army, but I know the Marine birthday only because it falls the day before my husband's birthday. That's the only reason why I remember the Marine birthday. Nobody's got it. All right. I can tell you what they are. So army is June 14th. Navy is October 13th. Marine is November 10th and air force is September 18th. You want to go to the next question? Yeah. So based on population, which is the largest base in the U.S.? I can give you guys a hint. We've kind of discussed it a little bit in the podcast. Oh, Debbie got it. What do you think? Uh, Fort Bragg. Yes. Yes, you got it. Fort Bragg is the biggest base by population and the biggest base by size is Fort Hood. So interesting fact. (laughs) <laughs> All right. How many U.S. presidents have served in the military? We can do guesses and see who's the closest. All right, Debbie, you want to go first? Sure. Five. Okay. Julie, what's your guess? I'm going to go with seven. Okay. And Liz? I'm going to say 30. Ooh. We're really close. Yeah. It's actually been 29 of them. So it used to kind of be like a requirement. So that's pretty cool. So Liz gets the point there. Okay. Next question is, do you know your branch motto? Funny thing is, is I also know another branch's motto over the the army. Yeah. A couple of them. (laughs) Yeah. We were talking about this when we did the question. I was like, I didn't know that was the army's motto. (laughs) You got it, Debbie? simplify close what's the, do you know what the whole full last word is um that's a good question no i don't okay we'll let liz have a chance and we'll see you were really close so liz do you know yours fly fight when also yeah. <laughs> really close yeah, yeah. You're both really close you're missing like a tiny portion of it We'll give you each a point because you did definitely were right on the ball where you were supposed to be. So yeah. um, Marine is Semper Fidelis. The whole word is Fidelis. Um, and it means always faithful. And then Air Force is aim high, fly, fight, win. You just missed the first part of that. <laughs> Army is this will defend. And Navy doesn't actually have an official one, but unofficially it's not self, but country. Yeah, you could have said there isn't one. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like it was a lot harder than we thought it was. So the next question we have for you is how many times has the U.S. officially declared war? Making me think hard today. We are. <laughs> right, I'm going to say four. Close. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to guess five. Okay. Liz? Six. Six. <laughs> We're on the prices right here. <laughs> So Julie, you were right. It is only five, which was surprising to me. So that's pretty cool. You have a point. You're on the board. (laughs) Right. All right. To throw another tough one at you guys. How many five-star generals have there been in the U.S. military? Elizabeth? I'm going to go with eight. Okay. Debbie, do you have a guess? Three. So no one got that one. There has been five individuals since the, oh. the military has started that have 
received the five-star general. Not very many, which is crazy. So you That's have to be in for a long time. Yeah. This one should be an easier one. So make sure you're ready to put your thumbs up. All right. How many military branches does the United States have? I think this might stump somebody. I'm going to say five. Say five. Okay. Liz? I'm going to say five, too. Okay. No guess, Julie? Four. The answer is actually seven. So um, we have Army, Navy, Marines, Coast Guard, Air Force, National Guard, and now the Space Force. So that brings us up to seven. Basically four main branches, though, you know. Yeah. But the other you only hear of the four main, stuff. but the U.S. does have official seven military branches. Okay, so our next one is we're going to kind of test you guys on military acronyms and see if you know what they stand for. The first one is SFRG, formerly known as FRG, if that helps you. Julie? Julie? Family Readiness Group. Do you know what the S stands for? Family? Fleet? The S at the beginning that they added. Oh, the S? Ooh. Yeah. Separated? Close. No. Service? Yeah. Service? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, it stands for soldier family readiness group. yeah so they added the soldier back into it but yeah we'll give you the point because you were super yeah. close and that's kind of a yeah. more recent thing all right so the next one is pcs so then julie we'll go ahead and go and let you see what you got permanent change of station you are right <laughs> all right you want to go for the next one yep uh next one is nok Take a guess. Anyone have a guess on what N-O-K would be for? <laughs> Everybody give up. So N-O-K yeah. stands for next of kin. <laughs> Elizabeth looks so upset. Sorry. <laughs> She's like, I knew it. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right, this uh, one's a more popular term again that we use. What about JAG? Do you guys know what JAG stands for? For it, Debbie. Uh, uh, judici judicial Advent Group. I Close. Liz? Judge Advocate General. Yeah, you got it. That is the one. Outstanding. All right. The next one is MRE. Or who got it first? Julia was up. Mill ready to eat. Yeah, meal yeah. ready to eat. I think. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all right. The next one. So I'm not sure if the next couple ones are for all the branches, but I know these ones are specifically they do have at the army. So you guys may know them from knowing different bases you've been to. But they'll be on. I know at least army and air force for sure. Okay. So PX. Julie. Post exchange. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> the next one is AFES. Elizabeth? Army Air Force Exchange. What's the S? You're super What's close. What's the S? I have no idea. Nice to work for AFES. <laughs> <laughs> what would you guess the S is at the end? Service. 
You got yeah, it. it <laughs> yep, it is the Army and Air Force Exchange Service. Um, and the last one is ACS. No one might not get this one because this one is Army specific. Yeah, it may be at a lot of bases, but I'm not entirely sure if anybody even really knows what it means either. No? You want to guess? All Army Community Services. It's the Army Community Services. Yep. Yep. My goodness. All right. Well, I think you guys did really good. And do you guys think you know who won? I don't know. <laughs> Pretty close. So the winner is Liz. You win. Um, Yay. You know your military facts. <laughs> All right. So everybody, um, just for coming on, will get a sticker from us. One of our Deployed Love stickers as well as the winner, which is Liz, will be getting a keychain and a t-shirt from us that says Rock Up Buttercup. So that's exciting. Yeah, so we really want to um, kind of move into a little bit more of a chat with you guys a little bit more. Can you uh, take turns and tell us, we kind of discussed at the beginning what your favorite thing was about being a military spouse, but what would maybe your number one, like top favorite thing? Other than the whole like moving around, like is there anything so like an specific? experience yeah. or something that you've gotten to do just simply from being a military spouse? Hmm. I can go and I'll go ahead so that you guys have a few minutes to kind of think about it. Um, my number one experience was we got stationed in Germany when I was pregnant with my first. And so I was able to have not only my first baby, but my second baby in a German hospital. And the experience is something not very many people get to you. And the culture was very different. From the first birth to the second birth was such a different experience, but I wouldn't give it up. Like I get a lot of cool things from that. And so that's one of my never would have happened if we weren't a military spouse kind of experience that I love. Yeah. Mine's kind mm -hmm. of along the scene. I, uh, I grew up military as well, married over 10 years to um, my husband. And one of my favorite experiences is actually getting to live overseas as as a teenager that was really cool to get to experience a culture that was very different from the American culture and have a little bit more freedom um, over there while experiencing a different culture but also like experiencing like more freedoms like compared to like the U.S. I can go ahead and go <laughs> so in high school, I did swim team. And then my first job was actually um, a lifeguard. And I'm actually still currently a lifeguard. Um, but I've always been obsessed with the water, just anything to do with that. And if we hadn't moved out here to San Diego, I would have never learned how to surf. And I currently have the opportunity to train and become an ocean lifeguard, which is kind of a big deal. It's actually a lot more strenuous and elite, uh, than you would think, but just, I, I mostly went to high school in Kansas, you know, so you're totally landlocked. And then I never even had the slightest premonition or idea that I could have become an ocean lifeguard. So just the fact that I'm getting this opportunity to really chase my dreams, that's probably got to be the craziest thing. And my favorite thing about, uh, this whole process. Yeah, that's super cool. How long did it take you to learn how to surfboard? I stood up on my first lesson. So 
I picked it up pretty quickly. <laughs> I didn't ever, I was stationed in Hawaii and didn't ever actually take the chance to do it. And I should have, I was before we had kids and all those opportunities. Yeah, take, you got to go back. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to for sure. And Debbie, it could be anytime throughout any of the military opportunities you've had visiting family or being a spouse or any of that. So, well, I know growing up with my dad being military, um, they had a candy, candy stripe opportunity at the hospital close to where we grew up. So I did that and sitting down and listening to all the different um, war stories that veterans have made me want to go into working with the veterans at the VA office and everything like that. So I actually got my degree in health information technology. So I'm able to help veterans understand their medical benefits rather than them trying to figure it out themselves. So it's been really like eye-opening. And if you actually sit down and listen to a lot of the older, like the older generations and their war stories, it's awesome. Like they love talking about when they served and how it's different between how they served back then to now with my husband serving. So it's been really interesting so far. Yeah, I love that. And I'll make sure in the show notes to kind of include recently I'd heard about a, she's a blogger who works with this group that's like pen pals for veterans. So I'll try to include that because I'm sure that those go to the VA hospitals and stuff where those veterans would more than love to get letters from people. So oh yeah, I actually bring, um, I have four kids. So I have my oldest who's 15 volunteer on weekends or during school holidays to sit down and talk to veterans and see what it was like when they served because he actually wants to join the military once he graduates but who knows and then of course I have a three and four year old so bringing Mm. kids in you can definitely see how seeing younger kids brings like them joy it's it's pretty amazing yeah and hearing their stories and being able to tell their stories to future generations for them is I mean that's such a special thing to be able to do because their stories are very unlike even our military members stories now Uh, things have changed so much over the years so I love that you do that and I think that's really exciting too well I just remembered something that I saw back in when my uh, father was in the army talking about veterans he was stationed in Alaska and he was a uh, I guess you want to say they climbed the it's like sort of like a lineman and they would take care of uh, like electrical lines and things like that and I remember a picture of him that, well, of course, he always wanted to go back to Alaska because he loved it so much while he was stationed there. But I can remember that he always loved this picture of him laying out in the snow doing snow angels with his, with his T-shirt on and his camouflage uh, pants. Well, actually, they weren't camouflage. They were army, uh, army green, but uh, laying out in the snow and it's just memories of places that, you know, still that you would never went. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. It's such an, it's just that experience. I think a lot of people don't understand. Yeah, we go through these hardships. But there's a lot of benefits to it, too. You get to meet amazing families. You get to meet amazing friends and get to go to these cool places. I know that we've been stationed in some pretty cool places. So I was thinking about you having uh, your son being in and stuff. I know my mom's biggest experience so far with my, my brother's also in the Air Force, um, is she said, I swear when we went to his graduation, he had grown two feet since the last time I saw him. She says they stand up so proud yeah. and the difference of them once 
from going into basic and leaving basic is just like, it blows your mind. So, so we have one more question to kind of have you guys tell us your opinions on, I guess, is what is your number one advice or something that you wish someone had told you when you first started being part of the military or if you're, you know, you're a child in the military, but as a spouse? I can go first. So one of the things I tell them, especially the, the younger ones is just roll with the punches. You can get upset about all of the last minute training schedules and you can get worked up and have anxiety over it. But, you know, in the long run, like if you just kind of roll with it and make the best and see the silver lining, your relationship, your well-being and will be so much better. So I've always kind of just go with the flow always plan that he won't be there or she won't be there. And if they can, that's great. If not, then you continue to make those memories. Yeah. My advice is kind of also similar and just make some friends that you have people that are here, always there to call if you need them last minute, especially when your husband could be missing for, you know, months at a time. It's always good to have someone that if you fall, <laughs> like I do all the time, apparently, uh, you'll have someone that can come watch your kids or help get you to urgent care or whatever. So it's easy to just stay in your bubble, but making friends at every duty station is important, I think, and making sure you find your tribe every time you PCS. One thing that I've learned is don't be afraid to ask for help. Mm-hmm. There's, there's days when you struggle and you just need the help. Just don't be afraid. Call your friend, call whoever you need and just you need help with, I know when I was young, cause I had my first one at um, 19 and I was scared crapless and I didn't have any, I didn't have my parents. So it was really nice to rely on one of the sergeant's wives who made it bearable to give birth basically without family or without his dad at the time. So it was nice to ask for help. That's yeah. That's my I couldn't agree more with that. We've all been through it. So all you have to do is ask for help and someone's going to be like, I got you girl. Like, let's do this together. I'll bring wine. I'll bring a movie, whatever it may be, you know, coffee, whatever. And you guys work through it. I mean, we went through the rapid deployments this past year, the two rapid deployments. And I would have not been able to make it through that without the military spouses that were in my company my, my counterpart as the SFRG leader, as well as just the younger spouses who were just like, we got this. So I couldn't agree more to that. I would probably say you still need to live your life because like you can sit around and say, well, I'll just wait for them to come back to do this thing. Or, you know, like, oh, we'll just wait for them to be totally out before we do this thing. But life is happening now you know, and life is so short. So find things that make you happy. It'll, I mean, A, make your time worthwhile and B, help you pass the time faster because you're staying busy and you're doing something that engages you. And, you know, and your spouse doesn't want to hear, oh, I was just completely miserable and I didn't do anything while you're gone. Like they want to hear that you found ways to stay happy and you found ways to grow or learn something new. So live life today because it's, it's happening now. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Especially if you have kids, they don't want to pause their life. You know, it's still summer or whatever. They want to go to the beach and can it be harder to do those things without an extra person with you? Sure. But it's still worth making those memories. And then you have great stories to tell 
about how strong you are. I mean, you got through these things and you have these stories to show. So it's, it's super important. And that's kind of why we have deployed love. We create those events so that people can come out, keep yourself busy. We have the photo sessions, you know, those go back to the soldiers, but it's also because you don't document that time. I know that when your deployment comes up, you're like, oh, well, I don't want family pictures for Christmas this year because we're missing someone. But it's still important to do that. It's still another year and it's still another time to document. So yeah, that's kind of why we came to be what we are because we, we believe that. We believe that you should just still continue to live. You know, it's part of the job of being part of the military. I guess one thing that shows you while that it shows how strong that you can be, how strong that each one of us uh, really are you don't really know how strong you are until you've actually been through something and you think that you would never make it through, but you actually did survive it. And I think that's uh, a lot of, a lot of spouses, a lot of military spouses have to have done a lot of things that I guess most women have not because they're taking care of the family, just as trying to be as normal as you possibly can be but with a missing person, but it's not, you know, you know, the person's coming back, but then you just don't, uh, but you got to plan that time. So it's, uh, it just shows how strong inside you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Military spouses for sure. 100% extremely resilient. Um, being able to adapt to husband coming home and saying, I'm going to the field for a week tomorrow. Um, you know, I am now my husband is currently right now is on a a two hour recall. We did not think that was happening until July. And he is now being told that he's on it the whole summer. So I'm like, well, okay, I'm going to regain plan our summer. You know, now we're just going to go do everything without you. Love you, but we're still going. And yeah, you totally have to just be flexible keep going be flexible yeah Yeah. like my husband just came down on orders to deploy for the whole summer (laughs) like we didn't know it was very last minute and here we are but it it works out because now we have time in the summer to go travel or whatever without having to worry about working around his schedule too so it works out in different ways obviously we're going to miss having time to be with him over the summer but there's gonna be lots of memories and lots of pictures and he'll enjoy that helps his time pass quicker too as well when he's deployed I agree. You guys have all wonderful, wonderful advice. Anybody have any final words? I like the words that uh, that Dave said on the last episode you had with Dave and Davidson. Mm-hmm. Davidson. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just as hard on the men being gone as it is the women because, you know, they're having to say goodbye and then they get to see what y'all, what we're all doing while they're away. But that's their job. But it's still, it's still uh, hard on them as well as it is on us. So we have to think about them, what they're doing also. Mm-hmm. And try to be positive and try to help make their experience as less difficult as possible, for sure. Because I know if you come back and are complaining the whole time they're gone, they're going to just feel terrible and there's nothing they can do about it. It's their job, you know. They get called and that's where they go, so. Right. Yep. Well, we really appreciate you guys coming out. I hope that you guys have enjoyed listening to the podcast this week and being able to kind of get an experience behind the scenes of some amazing military spouses from different branches across the United States. And we hope that you'll join us again later this month for another episode. So 
Hope you guys have a great week. So back up, Buttercup. Bye. 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 Bye.